0: Good afternoon everybody. Happy Sunday. It is March 28th, the day after UFC 260. I'm Edward Carbajal here for MMANews.com. This is your Sunday submission. Uh, Going over the events of UFC 260 from the 7 takeaways piece that I do over at MMANews.com. Make sure, uh, if you're not following the MMANews.com YouTube channel, make sure you click the uh, like button, bell notification so you can get all the notifications for all the stuff like this that lives there on the uh mmanews.com youtube channel um we there we have interviews with jack hermanson rob font emmanuel sanchez for the upcoming bellator event so uh, if you're not following them make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel so you can get stuff like that and stuff like this where this video is these sunday submission videos usually live make sure you follow me on twitter at car so you can check out all my other content and stuff i do covering the sport of mixed martial arts. Uh without further ado, uh pretty big night last night, so let's get right into it. UFC 260. Um what a night. Uh I'm not not for nothing. I love the pacing of it. I know we lost a few fights. Um you know, it happened with uh everything going on with COVID and everything like that. But um I mean, for me to to have the uh, I think the the main event was done by 1 a.m. Eastern time, so that's an early night for us folks that uh, usually up till two, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, especially when you're covering the sport like we do over at uh, MMAnews.com. So uh, let's get into it and look at uh, what we have to go over as. Uh, Fight week began, so if you're looking back at the fight week, one of the things you know, UFC 259 was fortunate enough to not get like, you know, messed up by any uh, rare nowadays. You know, to not lose a fight or whatever. But unfortunately, that's not a trend that stuck. Um, we lost uh, the co-main event. Obviously, you guys know about. It. We talked about it last week: Volkanovski versus Ortega. They're postponing that. Um, then later in the in the week since the last Sunday submission, Hannah Goldie, Jessica Penny, Juana Pinero, Ronda Marcos, all had to be rescheduled for later days due to pro- COVID protocols. And then um, William Knight um, was removed against his from his bout against Alonzo Menafield but that fight was saved with uh, Fabio Chiron coming in last minute. And if you didn't catch the that fight in particular, that was like the headliner for the prelims. Um, Manifield caught Charant with a, uh, a lot of, it's a shoulder choke. A lot of folk called the Von flu choke because of the, that's the first time it was like seen all over on TV, which is the counter to someone that goes for a guillotine and they don't let go. Um, you know, once you're past their legs and they're on top of you on the ground, great finish. Um, the reason why I really liked it is because I literally just taught that class to a few of uh, our new members over at the jiu-jitsu school i train at here in new New jersey so i'm looking forward to getting the feedback off of that um you know uh, they're all youngsters so they're all on instagram and uh not on twitter where i could have uh you know gotten some praise for that but i mean we're not in this for the praise but i i mean you can't help but feel good when you see something like that that's still tried and true practice, you know, uh, even Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan were remarking during the broadcast, how like he needed to let go of that headlock and, um, didn't happen, but yeah, um, his fight was saved. Those were the, uh, the, the things that were, uh, fights that were postponed removed because do the COVID protocols, you know, um, raises questions about what they're going to do when they, when they move on to their next, uh, cause that was the UFC 260 was the last event at the apex. So you got to wonder what's going to happen, you know, as they move forward with trying to get into arenas and selling out or, or do based on the capacities allowable sellout events. So it is what it is, but, um, uh, let's move on to, uh, when the, fights actually started. I know I already addressed, uh, some things it's, uh, that, um, the men uh, Finish is not in the seven takeaways piece because obviously more there's some things that stood out more to me. I'm sure there's stuff that you probably wish was included in this, but you know, I'm limited to seven. So you know, give me a break. But uh <laughs> um I wrote about this thing about uh Jaron Valel's odd stoppage. Um unfortunately this clip doesn't show the um the length of this this uh ground and pound uh i'm gonna play it here take out the m- sound so we don't get any copyright hits but um this is the end of of uh he was on him for i want i mean some folks were saying almost two minutes or whatever um when i heard jaron valel was refereeing refereeing this match uh i was kind of like i was kind of like uh, i'm always concerned and i can't remember it might have been a mark munoz fight uh, by all means, drop it in the comments and stuff. Um, the there was a fight where someone got choked out, and Jaron Velel literally looked, just looked the guy in the eyes and and let the. I I think it was the fighter that had to tell him like he's out. I mean, we've seen it before, but this is one of those things where like you want to see guys and as uh positions win officials that that actually you know it, it wouldn't do them any harm to train and feel some of these moves so that they know. The indicators of when something is, uh, you know, and I know. Listen, it's easy to sit sit home, and I say this a lot. It's easy to sit home and criticize, you know, folks when you're watching at home or whatever. But um, uh, even uh, the, during the commentary, Cormier and, and Rogan and, and Anik were all kind of like, you know, maybe maybe it's time to throw in the towel or stop it um, because of how long it went. And I wasn't the only one that voiced their, voiced their concern about Jaron Vallel's officiating. He, This was the first fight of the night, and it was the only fight that he was on deck for. So you have to wonder where that decision comes from. Maybe it's due to his inexperience. I mean, he's been around for a while. I mean, but, you know, folks criticizing Herb Dean. I forget the other dude, uh, Smith, uh, th- who also I believe uh, was refereeing in, um, at the Apex last night. But um, this, one, this one is kind of like... I've, I just rewatched it too before I, I decided to do this, and uh, it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, especially if you're a referee. Um, as I was watching and listening, um, uh, uh, his opponent, um, Azaitar—I don't want to mess up his name, Aziteer, I mean, he, there was points where where, and you don't see it in that clip. But there's points where Valel is kinda like, I need you to move, and he says, I'm going to move. And then he actually does try to do some some barrel rolls and stuff like that. Uh, where he traps uh Bariel's arm and tries to reverse the position. So he was doing something, but it was still one of those situations where it's just like, you know, you start associating certain officials with certain situations that, that you've seen them kind of like uh have a part in more than once. So I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm writing this as the event's going on. So, I mean, I even put in the last sentence what I just mentioned to, in, in his defense. But it's still one of those things where you have to uh, – you just have to be concerned about, uh, uh, like, I don't know if it's a, it's a point of uh, complacency from the referee's part. You know, they have been on deck almost every weekend for the Apex. And, and, when, and it's not just, you know – for folks that don't know they don't just show up on fight night and and ref like there's a whole rules thing they have to go over and you know the their training and reminders and stuff like that and then there's always a rules meeting with fighters after they weigh in to make sure everybody's on the same page so it's it's not just um you know on the fly but it's hard to i mean again that you know it's not on the fly but they're when you're looking at something like fighting from all points, from both both competitors and the, and the and the third man in, in the in the ring or cage, you know it's one of those situations where where it is kind of the the you have to be on the fly, and and to make those kind of decisions in that small amount of time that there there should be a lot of training and refresher training and stuff like that. So it is what it is. I remember the water this Sunday. Mm. Keep my throat nice and moist. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, let's move on. Um, again, uh, for the flyaways, uh, this was a great fight. I-, I thought it was a great fight because of the back and forth. Miranda Maverick versus Jillian Robertson. Um, it was Maverick's only her second fight in the UFC. But, uh, I mean, for folks not knowing who she is, you know, after last night, you probably, you know, definitely have her on 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 her um your radar she did win the phoenix fc series uh the second fly the flyweight tournament that they did and um you know that's one of the things that that lets you know like she's definitely um she's definitely not out of place amongst the uh the elite ufc flyweights the fight between her and robertson 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 uh tried to do her best jiu-jitsu to counter her um uh, mavericks wrestling <clears throat> excuse me but um you know she showed especially in the second round excuse me when robertson got behind her and did like the back take to get her to the ground and was uh attacking her composure and patience that she showed to get out of that position and eventually get up to, to the feet and at the end of that round was um was pretty pretty well done um you got to be impressed with uh trying to light myself a little bit here you got to be impressed with uh with uh the way she handled that and i feel like it'll be only be a matter of time before she moves up i mean you know when you look at at the the people that that are holding the belts at the end of these divisions you you better come correct as we saw i mean we're, we're going obviously we're gonna to get to the main event as we saw you know that was this was uh Ngannou's second time uh you know coming to the chance at uh becoming a champion and you know, obviously it worked out for him, but he—it's it, not—it's not through. Uh, it wasn't without having to correct a few things. Uh, speaking of corrections, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, again, he got a, a pretty good uh, uh, win against Thomas Almeida. Um, I called that this takeaway Sugar Show belated because uh, you know he got that. Uh, there's a—I I, I do believe I linked to it. I did link to it, but I, I, I don't want to change the tabs, but so there's a premature it's in the, it's in the article though, you can click on it. The, um, he was cel- celebrated prematurely at the beginning of the, um, at the beginning of the round when he almost put Almeida away and, uh, and credit to Almeida for taking the damage that he took before for the fight to go on and then get the eventual finish that we saw here with the, uh, the KO, uh, I mean it was that's right at the end. He he dropped him with a uh, uh, inside hook and as he fell down he came in and finished a job. It was definitely a KO. And this wasn't premature because it was finished. And there's a lot of times where Almeida was hurt. Um so it was kind of good for both it was it was a good showing for Almeida because it showed how he can recover and, and be a little calmer and stuff against somebody like O'Malley and he did the the leg kicks and stuff. I'm I'm wondering how healthy O'Malley's leg is. I know we saw him jump around and stuff after that, but there was also some moments where he looked like he was his his ankle was still giving him some issues. Um not in the was it the first round? I think it was in the second round. Hmm. Now, Almeida was definitely focused on on his legs to try to do that, but I mean, you know, I wrote something a while back over on uh Medium, I, I, I um uh, I might have to include it in my like one of the newsletters that I just started doing, um, but uh, you know that the O'Malley's body type for MMA—you look at guys that are l- lanky and wiry like that. I might have even said it here before. <clears throat> they, um, they're definitely dangerous, especially when they when they come at. I mean, he's a great grappler. We already know that he's competed in quintet and stuff like that. But uh, obviously, his his striking is, uh, you know, with the reach and, and power that he seems to be able to generate, especially the way he sets stuff up. You know, maybe it's not even the power. It's probably just the uh, the way that he's able to catch dudes with stuff. Um, O'Malley's definitely uh, back, back in the win column. And, um, you know, uh, I think uh, after coming off of the loss, and, you know, he's had his, the issues with his injuries, this was a nice test for him to kind of reestablish himself, you know, because uh, you always hear that saying about guys that are winning and, and guys that are, you know, when they lose, how fans kind of brush them off, but... You know, definitely a one way to kind of verify. Like even the, Sean O'Malley's proven if he, he picks up a loss, you know he can come back and he's not going to carry it with him. And 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 uh, going to the later rounds, um, he obviously probably learned a lesson not to celebrate prematurely in this fight. You know, and uh, as all for all the showmanship we saw here, not for nothing. The uh, the the good thing about it is that he also uh, you know. He gave Almeida his credit and wasn't a, a, a dick about about the win either, you know. Talked about how tough he was and stuff like that. So, you know, for a young guy too, climbing up and 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 building his brand in the UFC, he's definitely. We're seeing him evolve too in, in other parts of the sport. So, you know, all the antics and stuff on social media and the, and the interviews and the weird stuff that happens outside of that, um, <clears throat> it's great for building his personal brand, but. At the end of the day, you know it's it's the wins that count, and 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 uh, we're seeing him evolve where it counts as a martial artist. I've said this about him before on the podcast that I do because, you know, you see the colored hair and the whole Takashi six nine thing vibe that he's got or whatever it is, but you know when it comes to fighting at this level, that's where he's still proving himself that yes, he belongs and he's legit. So, uh, you know, take the take that with a grain of salt. I know everybody has their opinions on on uh folks that that have uh, a gimmick per se but he's uh, at the end of the day he's a great fighter still um let's move on to uh uh the co-main event which uh i think folks were expecting it to go on a little longer as because it was a tyron woodley versus vicente Luque. um listen um I want to give Tyrone Woodley credit where his credit is due because, I mean, for all the criticism he was getting, picking up his losses and stuff like that, you know, he came out. He came out like he wanted to win. Came out ready to fight. Hurt Vicente Luque. Um, You know, obviously Luque is not going to lie down for him either. So he countered what we saw. Right? Countered. Uh. Countered the damage that Woodley did. Hurt Woodley back, and Woodley still was trying to fire back. Um, uh, it was just a it was a crazy round. How how the submission came to be, he got that Darce choke on him. Obviously, Luke wins by Darce. It's a nice feather in his cap to get a, a submission over a for, former champion. But watching that, I was kind of like, you know, this is where you see like 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 uh, Woodley Woodley was still in the fight. I mean, it was unfortunate that he landed against the fence because when you get the Darce choke, um, you know, uh, and there was a point where they, and, and Luke even acknowledged it in his post-fight interview, um, where Woodley's corner was saying, you know, the escape to this and he was doing it, but because they wound up against the fence, Woodley couldn't back his hips aw- up away. The fence actually stopped him and helped Luke lock up his legs to make that, that choke t- tighter. Um luke was talking about the squeeze but it's not just a squeeze it's also keeping the guy compressed like if 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 you're straight and your body's straight and the darce choke is in then you you know you kind of relieve some of the pressure from the choke it helps to thin out your stuff when you can make yourself long you know the, the where the choke is happening it's, it's between the arm and the you know using the shoulder to ta- to tap the carotid arteries and stuff like that so woodley was doing that but you know and he's a Woodley's a black belt in, in jiu so he definitely knows how to get out of that, but um, again, that that fence was in the way. I know he was hurt; that he was probably the Cowboys were still there. But uh, you know, the, the, it was a, a legit win for Luke. A. But uh, I, I, I'm not going to uh, dismiss Woodley's focus on the sport anymore. I know I was kind of doing that in the past, and and in the predictions piece that I submitted to MMANews.com, I mentioned it. But even though he lost. I'm confident in saying that Tyron Woodley's focus is back in the game because uh, you know he came out like he wanted to win, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, firing back like that. You know he literally kind of threw caution to the wind to uh, to me. He made a statement, and and I know not a lot of folks will will agree. You know because he lost or whatever, but you know you can make you can make a statement, and by what you put out there, especially in, in the fight game, you got to give give these guys credit where credit is due. Hmm. so it sucks that he's collecting these losses, but, um, you know, I, uh, I was, I was impressed with the, 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 I definitely think Woodley is, has reset his focus. Hopefully this loss doesn't make him, you know, it's not like these guys aren't used to losing before, but too many in a row can start to, to mess with, uh, you know, uh, where they're going. But I mean, I, I saw, I saw, uh, a, a hungry Woodley, you know, he definitely tried. So, you know, credit where credit is due, and shout out to Luke too for 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 doing that. I know he called out Nate Diaz and stuff after that. That's like, but it's still like I said, a nice feather in his cap. Excuse me, um, for for Luque to get a a win over a former champ like that, and then <sighs> Francis and Gano. Obviously, what's on everybody talking about uh, on Sunday morning? New heavyweight champion. Uh, lands the lands his power on uh Miocic. uh he made the adjustments to climb the ranks The heavyweight to find himself in the main event against uh, Miocic, who derailed his hype train originally um it was a great win uh for him now uh you know uh here, the the last two takeaways obviously you see here with the undisputed with Ngano. congratulations to him but this is a UFC and um, you know, in the past, we've seen what happens when Miyoches loses, and the UFC has other fights to make, especially at heavyweight, because you know, baddest man on the planet, heavyweight champion of the world, mixed martial arts fighting, which is clo- the closest to true fighting as we can get. You know, so so the heavyweight, the heavyweight champion, UFC is is the baddest man on the planet. That is Francis Ngannou now. So. I mean, you can only replay the same fight. This is the, this was a rematch, and uh, you know, so they're one and one against each other. And Ganu and Miocic definitely grounds for a rematch. But when you when we see how the UFC uh, will put the, I mean, it's the fight fans want to see. Yes, Miocic is definitely deserving of a rematch. He should get it. Um, but we've seen in the past, like when he lost to Cormier, they made him wait a year for that rematch you know they they like they like Cormier and uh defend you know fight other fighters that made more sense uh you know for because fans wanted to see these other fights and you can only run things back so many times before before uh, folks kind of I don't want to say they get bored of it but they, it's like a rerun they don't want to see it again um you got to sometimes does have to pass in between two so that's i understand the marketing point for, on the ufc's uh side <clears throat> And this right here, which is the final takeaway. Take um, uh, John Jones, when that happened, tweeted, Show me the money. Uh, you can see the tweet there in the article. Um, and the thing is, uh, John Jones is moving to heavyweight for a reason. He's packed on a lot of mass. You know, he's got to adjust the way he trains, he moves, and stuff like that. I mean, I, I would imagine. I mean, it must be. You saw it with Stephen Miocic too, with the thirty-pound difference. You know, if you want to be a fast heavyweight, it's going to be hard for you to be the heavier man. That thirty pounds probably, you know, I don't want. There's a lot of factors. You looked at Daniel Cormier talked about it before the broadcast. The smaller cage might have been an issue. You know, so the faster, lighter Stephen Miocic couldn't. Uh, capitalize on the potential fatigue that could have come for Engano had the had this gone all five rounds. You know, uh, Rogan also commented on how bigger muscles need more oxygen, that which is very true when it comes to fighting. Um, which is why, like, if you look at like back in the day, boxing where where, where two heavyweights just kind of laid on each other and fired away, you know, you don't see that with the with the more leaner heavyweights uh, when you're looking at like Wilder Fury. One and two. Um, what uh, what else is a good example? Um, like Anthony Joshua, you know they're they they move a little better for their size because uh, they're 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 carrying the least amount of to be a heavyweight but still be a heavyweight. You know what I mean? Um, so that might have been a factor too. So I, I, of course you want to see that, but then you see uh, the the natural gifted combat sports athlete that John Jones is moving into a new weight class where there's new dangers for him in question marks um you know cuz he completely he's been he's been the 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 king of the uh, light heavyweight division for what 10 11 years now I, f- I forget when he won the what year he won the title from um uh Hua Shogun so you know here in Newark New Jersey so it's one of those things where it's like yes we have to we have to see the uh, those questions be answered. So, of course, that's that's going to put a, a lot of eyeballs on the UFC heavyweight division. And that's the fight to make. Um, it's funny. In the post-fight press conference, Dana White was saying, like, uh, because they asked him about this tweet, show me the money. And then uh, Dana White said, you can say you want to fight somebody, but do you really want to? And he kind of hinted at, like, if I'm John Jones, I move back to 185. Or I or I start making move to eighty five, like to kind of still sell us on the Israel Adesanya Jones match, but John Jones is already put. I mean, you can't you can't ask him to put on all this weight and then go lighter than he's used to going to because you because this this Adesanya Jones fight is is I guess sort of still there. To me, it's not. To me, I want to see Jones at heavyweight. Remember with the fight we never got right, Rumble Johnson versus uh john jones that was a fight we, we we were licking our chops at, and we never got it and the reason being is because we'll do, we want to see john jones fight so these guys with the power knockout power you know that's from that's like that from hell you know what i mean like like one punch is all you need is one punch t- to end the fight and Engano's that guy now in the ufc um because we know we know rumbles over at bellator now but Engano's that guy now in the ufc john jones is 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 around is working to make heavyweight so that is a fight we want to see so maybe uh and i saw some stuff on on twitter this morning saying like like even when you look at the money that connor seems to get versus john jones you know with the with the with the the defenses he's been making i mean I, i i know his problems are probably the arguments against paying him what he say pay him what he's worth and then um i know dana white said the last time he he talked about money with him is because he wanted stuff like wilder fury money which is like i mean come on now not for nothing uh, with everything going on what's wrong with paying him wilder fury money right i mean it's gonna you're gonna with the what is it the the fighters only get like 18 percent of the ufc's gross anyway so i mean i don't know i'm not a businessman i'm sitting here look, with my geese stuff hanging and drying in the background. My apologies for that. But you know what I mean? Like I kind of get both sides of it, but I mean, I, this is worth the investment. Pay John Jones, whatever he's asking for. Let's see this fight. Mm. And imagine if he wins, then you can't really argue against like how, how good he is. But again, yeah, I know his history is probably what's making everyone cautious. I mean, you know, UFC 200, like three days out, the, that he gets pulled from the fight um but uh I, we still want we need to see that question answered i mean um i don't i, I want to see this is me personally obviously i'm not speaking for MMAnews.com. this is my own opinion personally i'd like to see jones and ganu um you know what i mean Be- before Adesanya jones especially after we we saw um how uh how Adesanya did when he, when he moved up to light heavyweight. So I'm, um, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not as well connected into the, you know, what the, what the fans want as I think I am anyway, as much as I try to follow stuff on Twitter because they showed uh, Megan Fox and uh, one of the Kardashians with, with two dudes that I had knew, no no, I, I know one was machine gun Kelly and the other one was some drummer. I only found out by, by, seeing those questions answered i didn't know who those people were when they showed that on um, during the the pay-per-view last night so what do i know i'm an old man i'm a grumpy old person in new jersey so <laughs> but um that's what i would like to see um and uh i don't know uh there's more to take away from the event obviously um jones has john, speaking of this john jones has not stopped um tweeting uh because he 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 took some offense to dana white's comments. um i guess uh hinting at calling him scared or telling him to move to 85 when he's been trying to pack on some mass to, to compete at heavyweight. so it's almost it's almost like them saying no to to we're not going to give you the money. so i can't blame him for that. um but uh yeah, i think uh, when you look at listen, we're still in the pandemic. um and you don't want to put out too many uh what's the word I'm looking for you don't want to put out too many like floppy pay-per-views like you're going to justify this uh 80 70 80 price tag through you know plus your paywall with ESPN plus you need to start giving us uh the fo- if if you expect folks to pay that money then you know you, m- you might want to start uh listening to to put out a poll let give the fans what they want. Um, I don't know, man. Again, uh, I uh, I was impressed with UFC 260 overall. We're coming at the end of March, so we're, you know April's uh, around the corner. UFC on ABC's on deck. UFC 261. Um, lots of stuff coming up. Make sure you check out the interviews over at uh, the MMAnews.com YouTube channel. Thumbs up. Click the bell notification so you can get. We got more stuff coming. Uh, as I'm told by our master interviewer. James Lynch um so keep an eye out for that uh I'm looking forward to to whatever's coming next especially when it comes to the heavyweight division now I really do hope uh we get Inganno Jones over uh I mean do you really want to see Derek Lewis and, and and it looked like Dana White wanted to see Derek Lewis and, and Francis Ngannou um I don't know I don't know I mean it's two it's two power punchers but uh didn't they have a fight that people weren't too impressed with not so long ago so has Ngano evolved that we saw him his, his wrestling evolved cuz you know he he stuffed a steep takedown attempt so that was that was good but then you had to worry about if 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 that left hook didn't land that drop stepe you have to wonder if uh you know if defending takedowns like that would wear on his cardio, but you know, uh, with the apex cage, there's a lot of questions that, that need to be answered there, but you know, that's those will be answered in whomever his title defense comes against next. Right. Um, that's it for my time here for MMAnews.com. Um, again, make sure you check out the website. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter and thank you so much for those that watch this when I put it on the periscope, uh, That's it. Happy Sunday. I'm tapping out.